electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. Other people want to make friends? I'm just trying to make you some money. My job is not just to entertain you, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. Are we deliciously and delightfully calming down? After some frenetic weeks of trading, I mean, really just huge volume, it almost felt normal today, didn't it? With the Dow inching up 28 points, S&P advancing 0.47%, NASDAQ gaining 0.50%. I like normal. I like normal because if we're not careful, a good portion of this market might be headed down the highway to the danger zone. A day with less froth, like today, is a day where the rally feels more sustainable. But if the cannabis cohort and the short busters and the incredible pumping and dumping I'm seeing on the web keeps coming back, well, you know I'm going to have to get more negative. With that out of the way, what's the game plan for next week? Okay, now we come back after a three-day weekend with an in-your-face quarter from CVS, the first to be presided over by new CEO Karen Lynch. Talk about the hot seat. CVS is now a huge player in the great vaccination race, but it's also got a bunch of other businesses, including healthcare benefits division that Wall Street does genuinely seem to be worried about. Now, we've owned CVS for the Chapel Trust for ages. You can follow our moves by joining the ActionAlertsPlus.com club. I tell you what I'm going to do so you can move ahead of me. We've held this one, though. You know why? Because it's one of the least expensive stocks in the S&P 500. CVS has been challenged as a drugstore by Amazon and challenged on the health insurance side by a host of competitors. If Lynch can raise numbers and back that up with some solid traffic projections, maybe a debt pay down, I could see the stock finally getting the traction it deserves. Also in the morning, we hear from Zoetis. Now, this is that animal health play I always have on air. It's one of the most consistent companies out there. Once again, I think you'll see another round of gains in the humanization of pet stocks. Zoetis is the medical leader, Chewy for online. And I'm liking this Petco, by the way, a lot for not just its brick and mortar, but the brick and mortar pet health care business. After the close, the two big ones are Ring Central and Occidental Petroleum. Now, Ring Central makes call center software, but they've also got a video conference platform that competes with Zoom and does very well. Company's aggressive and grows rapidly, and we've liked it for many hundreds of points. As for Occidental, the price of oil spent nine of the last 10 days going higher. It's already back to $59 a barrel. 
Many are predicting that the long bear market in oil is over. I am not so sure about that. Too much supply. But if you believe it, no one is more bullish on oil than Occidental CEO Vicky Holub. We want to hear what the person who paid top dollar for Anadarko Petroleum, wrecking Occidental's balance sheet, has to say about it now that crude's climbing again. Maybe Occidental can finally play, uh, say, offense? I'll believe when I see it. Also on Tuesday, one of my faves, Emerson Electric has a new management holding an analyst meeting where I bet we'll find out about the state of the world because this is a well-diversified industrial. By the way, what I really want to listen to is their China exposure. I expect good things. Next, three of the fastest growing companies in the universe report on Wednesday. I bet two of them deliver stellar, amazing quarters. That's one is Shopify. That's the engine behind so much e-commerce that I hope I've introduced you to about 900 points ago, maybe even more. And then there's Twilio, which makes it possible for all sorts of apps to send you messages. As for the third, it's Fastly. They've been rebuilding their credibility after a big shortfall in October. I think the problems are behind them, but I'm less confident in this one than I am on the other two. Still, you know, I I like it very much. Shopify will be the star of that day, I imagine. After the close, we hear from Pioneer Natural Resources. That's my favorite oil company. It's basically the polar opposite of Occidental in terms of its conservative nature. These guys always put on a conference call clinic, courtesy of CEO Scott Sheffield, the dean of the oil patch. I don't recommend many oil companies these days, but if you put a gun to my head to make me choose, I'd say, will you please put the gun down? Just go by Pioneer. Next up is Boston Beer, okay, the parent of Sam Adams, and the red-hot, truly hard seltzer. Now, if one more company enters this hard seltzer business, will it be too much for them to handle? I think Boston Beer's still got excellent momentum, even as they're going up now against Bud, Constellation Brands, and even Coca-Cola's Topo Chico. I bet you can still get another good quarter here, but no, please, don't, do not overstay your welcome when you have guns coming at you like those guys. It feels getting crowded. Thursday morning brings us the most important quarter of the week, and that is Walmart. As we head toward a reopened economy, is Walmart evolved enough? Can they go head-to-head with Amazon? I know it's an old soul by now, but they do have their stores as warehouses. They'll say yes, they can. But I want to hear about some initiatives and benchmarks that show us that Walmart's still hungry, especially after Mark Lurie left. The guy at Jet.com, remember, they bought that. He did a fantastic job. We have been buying Walmart for the Chapel Trust because it's pulled back hard. I think it gives you a pretty good setup going into the uh, conference call, quarter, and meeting. You know, I'm a big believer in gold, and I like Bitcoin, yes, but I still like gold, and the best one of those is Barrick Gold. I know that CEO Dr. Mark Bristow will give you a look at the only real growth in income play in the industry I trust. At least, well, let's just say it's a buy ahead of the quarter if you like gold. Now, I've been telling you about the worldwide semiconductor shortage night after night because we don't have enough foundries to meet the demand in this country. Our companies have to rely on producers in Taiwan and Korea, and they don't have any spare capacity right now. And that's one of the reasons, for instance, why Ford and GM have had to cut the production targets. Not enough chips. The problem won't be going away anytime soon. But the biggest winners are the semiconductor capital equipment makers I always talk about. And I always use three. I always say Lamb Research, KLA 10 Car, and the one that reports Thursday night, which is Applied Materials. This stock has been rallying like crazy because of the shortage, but I think things are good enough for it to keep climbing, especially since the Biden White House seems to recognize the scale of the problem. How about a little bread and circus? Aren't we do one? Well, I mean, a gentle one. The whole Robin Hood GameStop menagerie comes to Washington on Thursday when Congress tries to figure out what the heck happened to the brokerage house and its customers in the storming of the barricades a few weeks ago. The Robin Hood revolution's underbelly will be exposed. Will trust be restored? I doubt it. But at the very least, it could make for some good theater. People are always looking for companies that can truly shoot the lights out, even if their stocks have had amazing runs already. They don't care. So on Thursday night, I'm going to give you two of them. My favorite streaming video players report, Roku and the Trade Desk. These companies are cord-cutting kingpins that are designed for the new world of watching and advertising sans cable. Everyone keeps wondering when their gains will stop. Me? I'm wondering why anyone expects them to stop when it took cable decades to supplant traditional broadcast TV cable. Yes, rabbit ears. 
Finally, on Friday, those were things that were on your TV when I was growing up. They looked like rabbit ears. Friday morning, we got two companies that sound boring, even though they are anything but. I'm talking about Deere and Magna. I bet Deere tells the story of higher commodity prices that is order books brimming for tractors. As for Magna, the auto parts maker, well, we've got a red-hot auto market. They're the best assembler. And these guys, by the way, assemble cars for compelling electric vehicle players like Fisker. You see that today? You know we like Heinrich Fisker. You know what? Magna could be exciting. The bottom line, I regard this as the last official week of an earnings season that's been far, far better than anyone expected. That means you've got tons of good stocks to choose from, as long as we don't get so crazy with the sideshows that they become the main event. Let's go to Delano in New York. Delano. Booyah. Happy belated birthday, Kramer. Oh, you're very kind. I'm caller, longtime listener, and love your show. Oh, thank you. As a young investor in college, I have a question for you. Fantastic. MGM just reported their quarter on Wednesday, and I wanted to know how you are feeling about this stock for the reopening trade. Well, it was very interesting, and I'm glad you asked me that, and thank you for calling, Delano. This was a quarter that I didn't think was as good as what Wall Street thought. But they gave you some very good guidance and a lot of talk about some really good, interesting gambling initiatives. And I am one of the believers in gambling being far bigger than people realize. So I'm going to go with you and say that MGM is good to own here. Let's go to Gary in my old home state of Pennsylvania. Gary. Hey, Jim. Thanks for everything you do. It's much appreciated. Long time oh, thank you, Gary. Hey, let's talk about Garmin, ticker GRMN. IPO in 2000 did very well, but they were stagnant for a bunch of years, eventually climbing to about the 90s last Thanksgiving. Recently, the stock has rocketed to 130. Garmin is the leader in glass panel avionics, but there is, comp- there is competition with the fitness wearable technology. With Boeing coming back strong, avionics in demand. Is Garmin a buy? I like Garmin. I've liked Garmin the whole run, and not just because I'm a a proud owner of a uh, a, a, of a beautiful Boston Whaler, but I think Garmin is one of the most. uh, We did a piece about what the heck. It was about why I said that Garmin's going to keep going higher, and it does. You gave a very good brief for it, Gary, and thank you for calling in. Mario in Connecticut. Mario. Hey, Jim. Thanks so much. Of course. Since IPO in December, Airbnb has been up a little more than 45% and seems to be a little more consistent in its upward movement than other reopening stocks. I've been interested in the stock since the IPO and want to know if you think the upward moves are a reflection of the fundamentals or if you think the price is inflated by things like reopening news or day traders. Well, I am a huge believer. Uh, thank you for this question. I'm a huge believer in Brian Chesky, and I saw someone downgraded today just because it's moved up so much. And I had no idea that it moved up this much. Uh, I was out for a little bit. Uh, but I think Airbnb is a great company. Is, is it too expensive versus others? Let's just say that I think if you put Airbnb away for a long time, you will not think it's too expensive. But as it looks right now, I can see why someone might just say I'm being a little greedy. And Brian Chesky's doing a remarkable job. All right, now, it's been an earnings season that's far better than anyone expected. There are plenty of good stocks to choose from, so let's stick with the good, tried, and true and not go crazy with the pumping and the dump. Oh, man, money tonight, Dexcom stock stumbled after the earnings initially. Is the stock still in good health, or could it be a red flag? I'm talking to the CEO of Fresh Office Report. You know it's one of my faves. Then it was one of my top stock ideas of 2021. The company just reported, but can Azek, the decking company, continue to climb? Let's speak to the CEO. And it's a company that works with the likes of Walmart, UPS, and Alphabet. And you probably never heard of it. And man, do I ever like it. Don't miss my excuse. It's one of the hottest facts out there and one I can get behind. It's called STEM. Stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. 
Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Fact. Running a business is not getting easier on your wallet. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. Also a fact. Smart businesses are reducing costs and headaches by graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. See how you'll profit with NetSuite, and then you can think of all the ways you could be spending the money you save. Company retreat in Malibu, anyone? By popular demand, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com to start saving. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visible visibility at indeed.com slash mad money. Just go to indeed.com slash mad money right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mad money. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. What just happened to the stock at Dexcon, leading maker of continuous blood sugar Monitors for people with diabetes that we've liked for so long. Yes, here's a longtime Kramer fade that's been a fabulous, fantastic performer, including the bulk of last year. Ford peaked over the summer. Then they ran into some COVID-related delays on the new device right around the time the market kind of lost interest in most healthcare names, and the stock pulled back. But a few months ago, Dexcom started climbing again, and lately it's been getting major traction, up from 312 to 412 since early November. Which brings us to last night when Dexcom reported what people thought was a mixed quarter. They gave you a nice revenue beat, coupled with a small earnings miss once you backed out a one-time tax-related gain. On top of that, management gave you, once again, this is why I like them, fairly conservative guidance, in part because the company plans to spend a lot of money to scale up production on the new glucose monitor. Hey, you know what? I like growth and invest in expanding overseas. In response, the stock actually opened down more than 5% today. But then all the weekends cleared out and it rebounded, as it should, finishing the day in positive territory. I think it's good that Dexcom's spending money to grow the business. That's what we like here on Mad Money. But after this monster run, we still have to dig deep, right, with Kevin Sayer. He's the chairman and CEO of Dexcom. Better sense of the quarter. Mr. Sayer, welcome back to Mad Money. Uh, it's good to be back, Jim. Good to see you again. Oh, you're looking terrific, Kevin. We're going to go right to it. Okay, so I'm watching, right. the, I'm watching the game, and the Dexcom ad comes on. And I say, <laughs> you know what? This is smart, because this is a consumer device that people should know about. Have they just rediscovered Dexcom people from all over the world? And have they decided that this was the biggest week in Dexcom's history? 
They have. And, and I, you know, I've had calls with some of our foreign partners this week. And the first con the first connection is I saw the Super Bowl ad. We saw your Super Bowl ad. And it's been it's been it's been absolutely fabulous. We really need to drive awareness of this technology and get it to people. And, and we really felt the way it was deployed and shown uh, through Nick Jonas, our spokesperson, absolutely spoke to that. So how does it light up? I mean, obviously, you can check one thing. You can probably check clicks. You can check uh, the number of people who download and things like that. But also, I mean, you're in touch when you have great just-in-time sales. Your drugstore partners, did they uh, get some reaction? You know, the way we've measured this internally, first of all, we had 11 times more searches than the average Super Bowl ad. We were the number one search engine. As far as media impressions, those who hear the word or the name Dexcom, we had five times more media impressions in one day than we had all last year. And as far wow. as leads coming into our system as pe people interested in the technology, biggest day of lead generation ever. Uh, and, and again, so the message got out there very strongly. Well, you know, I've been thinking, I've been struggling with your company of late because a company that offers a very superior product that everybody loves. I happen to unfortunately been in the hospital recently and your check for your check for diabetes, whether you have diabetes or not. That's never happened to me. I was checked every two hours for diabetes. And what I realized was I said, holy cow, if I had this disease, I would need to be monitored constantly. And I have my phone and I know I'd be able to do it. And I said, this company's far bigger the opportunity is far bigger than the market cap now that I know what happens when you go to a hospital these days. This is the number one disease they're worried about. Oh, there's no question. And the complications related to diabetes span across the board. As, as this ad, for example, has brought awareness to people who don't necessarily have type 1 diabetes, but type 2 diabetes who have been looking to be healthier. And they're asking the question, what do I do? Because I don't have the right information. They see this glucose sensor with the continuous data and go, wait a minute, you know, I, I can understand that. As far as the hospital, Jim, we've been in the hospital. Uh, the FDA gave us uh, the opportunity to go into the hospital during the COVID times. And we have a registry where we're gathering data of the product's performance there, and we're learning great things. We think over the long term, that would be a great market for us. I mean, think about the time it took somebody to come in and check you every two hours versus if they could just see it on their phone or at a nurse's station, or even just have the number display on the outside of the device. We've got a number of great thoughts to take this technology everywhere. You're absolutely right. Now, uh, the new one, I have someone sent me a graphic of the seven and what it looks like. It looks like a big fat quarter for the six versus a small dime for the seven. I think that's a big break for your customers. It is going to be a very big break for our customers, and it really responds to, you know, to their needs. They, people want it smaller. Uh, they want the same performance we've generated. But everything about G7 will be better than G6. And G6 already is the best product on the market. Now, so we'll sell what we have today and move to the next one and be thrilled. Well, you know, one of the, the other thing that I felt is that you mentioned in your conference call, there, you know, the device has a... Can, there are many more uses. You just you just kind of put it out there in the call. You didn't tell us which ones, but I think that you're dreaming big things. And one day we're not going to be thinking about Dexcom as connected to diabetes. We're going to think about Dexcom as the modern digitized way we keep our health together. Is that possible? Oh, I, I think glucose is a sign for a number of things, particularly just overall health and wellness, nutrition. You learn so much about your diet when you wear a glucose sensor. You wouldn't necessarily know it from me, but I have learned all the bad foods that I eat, and even more importantly, the timing of the foods. 
that caused my glucose value to go up. Late night dinner, it's a bad thing. A late night pasta is a worse thing. <laughs> and, and so you, you look at things like that and you can make adjustments that lead to a much healthier lifestyle. But it is a different interaction for these use cases, Jim, than type 1 diabetes and insulin delivery. We've been very clear about driving customer experience throughout our team. What we want to do is create incredible experiences based on this rock star technology that we've developed, and we believe we can do that over time. Well, that's why I was glad you had a rock star de- uh, debut this weekend. I was very proud of you. And I said it, I told my <laughs> wife, I said, I know Dexcom. These guys are the real deal. This makes so much sense because they've got a consumer product that's the envy of everyone if people learned about it. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Congratulations. I thought it was just a tour de force idea to do the ad. And I am sure you're going to have just a terrific, terrific 2021. Kevin Sayer, Chairman, President, and CEO of Dexcom. Great to see you again, sir. Great to see you, Jim. Thanks. Okay, thank you. We'll be back after the break. With the pandemic sparking a boom in home improvements, can investors build a case for deckmaker ASIC? Coming up, the CEO joins Kramer to weigh in on whether the renovation wave can continue. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. We've got an incredible bull market in housing right now, including everything that extends into home building and remodeling. Look at Kramer Fave ASIC. It's the company that makes faux wood construction products. I forcibly pounded the table on this one two months ago, and since then the stock surged from $35 to $47. That's a 35% gain in a pretty short period of time. And this is not mere multiple expansion. ASIC's relentless march higher has been fueled by a series of terrific numbers. In January, the company pre-announced some much better than expected results. Then last night, we got the full quarterly report, and it was even stronger than the pre-announcement, with management raising their full-year forecast and giving you great guidance for the current quarter. No wonder the stock jumped another 5% today. And it's not just because my deck is finally done and I love the way it looks. I think the housing bull market still has a long way to go which means this stock's got more upside. But do not take it from me. Let's check in with Jesse Singh. He's the president and CEO of the incredibly well-performing ASAC company. Learn more about the quarter and where his company's headed. Mr. Singh, welcome back to Mid Money, and thanks for making us look so good. Well, Jim, thanks for having me, and, and uh, thanks for really being a, a believer in the opportunity that we have in our company. Well, how can I not be, Jesse? First, there's three different reasons why I am. One is because, yes, I am a, a customer. I replaced wood two, two times in four years, and now I have ASIC, and my place looks terrific. Second is because the numbers are amazing for the, hel- for the housing boomer. But I'm going to go right there. The pledge that you made in this quarter about how much you're going to take out of landfills, I think this is the ultimate ESG story of our era. You have the floor. 
Well, uh, we made an announcement uh, during our earnings that we were committing uh, to uh, recycling a billion pounds of materials by the end of 2026. And, and I, I think for us, you know, we, as a reminder, we make uh, decking products and exteriors products using recycled materials. For us, that billion pounds is really a mission for the company. It allows us and our employees to really be focused on making a difference uh, in the environment. And it's also our way longer term of also making a difference uh, against climate change. So we're, we're really, really excited by that initiative. And we think it's the right thing to do. And it's our way of, of really contributing. And as a side note, obviously using more and more recycle also gives us a cost advantage as, as we look moving forward. Well, let's let's drill down on that. Um, one of the things that's kind of gotten really nutty lately is uh, lumber prices. Now, I know these things can even out over time if lumber comes back down. But the fact is, the difference between lumber and a superior product, ASEC, is almost extraordinary at this moment. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, as you pointed out, a number of commodities, uh, including lumber, have had significant appreciation. And, and we see some of that in terms of our, our raw resin usage. But the advantage you have now is because we are primarily made out of recycled products, we, we have a cost advantage there. And I think more importantly, uh, you know, we've had conversations earlier. As people look to make a decision, should I use a composite material versus uh, a wood type material, uh, you get all the advantages now of using a composite, having the low maintenance, having the beauty that lasts for 30 to 50 years. And now that cost premium continues to narrow. So, Jesse, a lot of companies are making their numbers, frankly, by cutting back. When I read about what Jesse Singh is doing, you are adding capacity, adding lines, expanding. Now, this is a rather amazing moment in a company's history. You are a true growth company in housing. Well, we are, we are absolutely uh, we, we, committed to the opportunity that we see long-term in this market. And, and as you look at the underlying trends in the market, you, you have the housing market, uh, which you've obviously talked about earlier, uh, not only that combined with more focus on outdoor living, more focus on sustainability, we see this great opportunity ahead of us. And against that, we're investing over $180 million to expand our capacity uh, within the U.S. On top of that, we continue to invest in adding salespeople, marketing, and other capabilities to make sure that we're really doing a good job of servicing our customers. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with the balance sheet. I, I know you outside of work, of course. I don't hide that. And if I were, you know, one day maybe you can have a beer again. I don't know. Uh, I would be saying, I don't know, Jesse. I mean, do you do a dividend? Do you buy back? Do you just keep plowing in the growth and have no debt? I mean, why do you look at this? Because you are a seasoned corporate guy. And when you try to figure it out, I know you wrestle with it. What are you, what, what are you thinking 18 months, two years? Yeah, well, first and foremost, we love our business model and we want to continue to invest in that business model. And, and so we get terrific returns on investments on, on capital with very, very rapid paybacks there. So we're going to continue to invest in, in building out the business. But we also see selective opportunity uh, uh, with other companies. And, and so we continue to evaluate uh, the acquisition pipeline. And we do believe that there's opportunities here to continue to expand on the outside of the home maintain our margin structure, maintain our terrific value proposition, but also bring in some additive products. And, and so we'll continue to evaluate that. 
And then longer term, you know, we, we, we've only been a public company uh, less than a year. Longer term, we'll evaluate whether or not there's other opportunities to add value to our shareholders. I mean, your competitor, I've always told you I like and They're good guys. You've never slagged them once because you like them, too. That They do a lot of interesting stuff with stadiums and arenas, industrial. I mean, that, this is something, obviously, ASIC can, can play a big role in with the, with the Scranton products, right? Yeah, well, we, we do have a commercial business. Uh, we uh, actually our decking is is in a number of uh, stadiums across the, the country. Uh, we, we've got a modest business focused on the commercial side on interior repair and remodel. But I think for us, probably the the breadth of our portfolio compared to our competitors is really what excites us. We have an ability to not only create outdoor living, but we can go on other parts of the house and, and really finish the job on the outside all while maintaining a sustainable, low-maintenance, uh, beautiful product. And last question. Uh, the numbers I'm seeing, I, I talked to Doug Yearly the other day from Toll Brothers. The numbers of the demand for housing is so uh, exceeding supply. The, the few number of days for housing. What does it mean for ASIC uh, if people finally get their arms around the idea that this thing is not going to be, uh, uh, that the housing industry is, is not going to have its usual boom bust? There's just way too much demand. Well, I, 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 if you take a look at the structural underpinnings of this, uh, the millennium uh, generation that that millennial generation that we've been talking about is 25 to 40, and we really see a, a strong housing formation, and we benefit from that. Whether it's a new house, whether it's moving into the suburbs, uh, whether it's upgrading your own house because you can't find uh, a, a, you know additional stock out there to move into, that the the focus on the house really gives us a long-term benefit because we really we really benefit from people investing in their homes. Well, you do a great job. I, by the way, the catalogs look better than ever. I like to look at the catalogs. You have a lot of cool stuff. It always looks so great. Jesse Singh, President and CEO of ASEC Company. Congratulations on all your success. So glad you're sharing it with Mad Money viewers. Great to see you. Terrific. Terrific. Great. Thank you for having me on. Mad Money's back after the break. Coming up, investors everywhere are saying goodbye to fossil fuels. Can this company help you profit and be good to the environment? Kramer's got the CEO of STEM next. I keep telling you that the SPAC attack, the endless tide of new special purpose acquisition companies, is starting to make me a little nervous. Because so many of them have become gimmicky or celebrity-oriented. It's ridiculous. But you know what? There's still some enticing SPAC stories, the ones that are merging with high-quality startups. And those, well, i got to get you in them. I don't want you to miss them. Take Star Peak Energy Transition. That is STPK. In early December, we learned that these guys are merging with STEM in a bid to create the first publicly traded pure play smart energy storage company in the U.S. I didn't know you could have one. We've got a huge boom in solar, but the biggest obstacle in storing that power is you still have electricity when the sun goes down, right? STEM, which is a well-established company founded in 2009, sells integrated energy storage systems with their own AI-driven software as a service that tells you when to switch from on-site power generation to the grid, to your batteries. I think this is an exciting space. It's one of the reasons, by the way, that we've been recommending Genrac forever. And since the news broke, Starpeak has surged from $10 to $39, putting it in the ranks of the best-performing SPACs. We're definitely late to the party here. I admit that. But as we get closer to the closing, when Starpeak will become STEM, I think you could see some volatility. Sometimes that could create buying opportunities. So let's take a closer look with John Carrington, the CEO of STEM, to get a clearer picture of his company before it merges with the pile of money that is Starpeak. Mr. Carrington, welcome to Mad Money. 
Thanks, Jim. Great to be here with you today. Well, John, I got to tell you, you are a sight for sore eyes and a breath of fresh air for me because I've been getting very, very tired of seeing a lot of SPACs of money chasing things that people don't know anything about in either way. But you are a seasoned pro from your industry, merging with a great group of guys with a company that I frankly wish I had learned about earlier. I'm giving you the floor to talk about maybe the best of the energy companies that has hit my desk in a very long time. Well, thank you, Jim, and really a pleasure to be here. And as you said, we are the first pure play smart energy storage company to go public. And we provide clean energy battery storage solutions that allow our customers to reduce energy costs, reduce carbon emissions, and provide greater reliability for the grid, all operated by our proprietary AI-driven software platform called Athena. And our customer base, Jim, is really around commercial industrial, which are typically corporates, and we can unpack that a little bit more utilities, grid operators, and then the large solar developers that you alluded to earlier. And I couldn't agree more. This merger with the Star Peak team and the team that I'm fortunate enough to lead is really, I think, best in class, and we're very aligned on the future strategy together. I couldn't be happier. Now, I am looking at customers. I'm looking at a Walmart, Facebook, Home Depot, United Parcel, Wells Fargo, Amazon. This is as good as it gets. What do these It really is. What did these companies see in you? What do you do for them that is so important that they're all using you? Well, so our predictive analytics platform, the Athena platform, is saving these corporates 30% a month on their energy bill. And we're also, because of the domain expertise that we have in these markets, we know how to enroll them in special programs and tariffs that exist. So they really depend on us to help continue to drive lower and lower energy costs. They also are looking for an ESG narrative, Jim, and we can provide that because they can do what's called market participation. So we can actually enroll that system into the market, help if there's intermittency on the grid or if the utility needs capacity. It's the fastest responding capacity that's available in the market today. So it's a really a win-win-win across the board for our, uh, our Fortune 500 and those large enterprise companies that you just mentioned. Uh, I'm going to be a little pejorative here. A lot of children have been coming on the show lately who are involved with SPACs. I regard them as children because I look at their resumes and they haven't done anything. I look at your resume and I realize, holy cow, 16 years at GE with an incredibly, incredibly good division. And I know that division quite well because I work at GE. And I see the things that you have done beforehand. This is a seasoned team. This is not some team that has decided, you know what, I got to get money because they're giving it away. Yeah, thank you. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I really, when I hired the executive team, Jim, this was a group of people that were much bigger than what they were when they joined this company. And today we're extremely well positioned. We have the right team in place and we're going to take this thing to the next chapter and have really best in class talent, whether it's uh, software depth, finance depth, or um, you know, product launch depth. It's all here with this company, and I couldn't agree more. My, my 16 years at GE were informative, and uh, I certainly I lived all over the world with them, and I think that will serve me well as we look at opening global markets uh, with this new balance sheet that we have on the other side of this transaction. Well, John, I have to hope that the uh, president's team sits down with you and tries to figure out how to rationalize this. They need people like you to explain the grid to them so that we get it to the point where we have the 30% reduction you're talking about. Have you spent any time with the people in this administration? No, very little to this point, Jim. I think they're pulling together their strategy, and I would welcome the opportunity. I think that 
when you look at the cost levels now of solar and wind below fossil, and you look at the degradation curve of battery cost, this is a market that's going to be $1.2 trillion and growing at 25 times over the next 10 years. So they have got to engage around this. They want to put more solar and wind onto the grid. The best way to do that and avoid the intermittency and the consequences, quite frankly, that can occur when the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, as you mentioned in the opening, storage is that solution. It's the fastest responding to address that intermittency problem. So we would welcome it and we'll certainly engage wherever we can to be helpful. Uh, many years ago, I had a discussion with Elon Musk about storage, and uh, I didn't believe what he said could happen, which is basically what STEM is doing. Uh, how it, it, Things are happening very quickly now in your space, correct? I mean, those who are using assumptions that maybe we're going to be stuck on fossil fuels until 2040, no chance to get out, maybe they're not aware of what STEM is doing. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's uh, one of our investors that uh, is with the company said, peaker free by 23. I mean, I think you have an Ooh. opportunity to displace a lot of fossil generation with storage. And the reason is, Jim, you have the ability to be very strategic on where you place this resource and this asset. So if you have a constrained area in the LA basin, as an example, we can be very prescriptive on where we put our systems to help that grid constrain. And in fact, we've done that. And last year, we had over 20,000 calls on those systems in Los Angeles alone. And when we were seeing rolling blackouts here in California, we delivered 50 megawatts on August 14th, which was the equivalent of 20,000 homes. So this is becoming a very material part of the grid and a very material part of helping utilities operate in an environment that has much more uh, renewable assets. Well, I'm going to have you add you to the uh, group of ones of the SPACs that I do like, like DraftKings, where I have a relationship with, that I think has a real business and it's not just money chasing money and in the end let people hold in the bag. John Carrington, it's an honor to have you on the show. CEO Sten, great to meet you, sir. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jim. Eureka, we found one. That money's back into the bread. Coming up. It is time. Kramer takes your calls. Rapid fire. The lightning round is next. It is time. It's time for the lightning round. Kramer, what's about Rock One of and then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski day. Time for the lightning round. Here's round. We start with Alex, New Jersey. Alex. Hey, Jimmy. How are we doing tonight? Jimmy, be chilling. What's up with you? Oh, I'm looking at Zoom right now, buddy. With all I think the, Zoom uh, is good. Big... Zoom's still a lot down from the high. It is up about more than 20% for the year. But it is having a good quarter. And you got to think about this thing as more than just an opening or closing trade. It is a staple. I need to go to Roger in Michigan. Roger. Booyah, Jim. How you doing? I am doing well. Thank you. How about you, Raj? Well, I'm doing great. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. I, I, want, I wanted to ask you about uh, the stock I've been wanting to get into. I've been really patient watching it. Uh, I know you said a lot about it, looking to get into the chemical field. Uh, what's your thoughts on DD? Okay, DD, uh, Fraction Alerts, the club we own it, we uh, didn't take the IFF. In retrospect, I probably should have done the other way. I, there was this arbitrage going on. We ended up with a very big position in DuPont, and then the stock sunk like a stone, even though it did a good job for the quarter. I think the stock is right to buy. Uh, we sold stuff at 86. We're buying it back right here. I think that you should be a buyer of DuPont. I need to go to David in South Dakota. David. Howdy, Mr. Kramer. Hi, David. A frothy, a frothy cold South Dakota Ola to you. All right. 
I have a question. Uh, I think I know the answer to it. Uh, I just need to hear it from a friend. I think my paper stock girlfriend, Egg Eagle Aerial Systems. Yes, yes, a commercial it. drone. And I happen to like this business. By the way, if you want an easier way to own drones, though, what you want to do is you want to own Honeywell because they bought Ballard, a drone business. Uh, but it, look, this is an exciting stock. And I'm not against exciting stocks. Please recognize it as the spec that it is. Can I go to Ayush in New Jersey? Ayush. Booyah, Jimmy Chill. Booyah. I'm a from Rutgers Business School and a longtime listener. Oh, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Young people who are doing their work. I love this. What's up? Back in January, I invested in A Firm at the IPO and had a great run so far. However, after beating earnings expectations yesterday and signing a three-year deal with Walmart, the stock dipped. Should I use this opportunity to buy or? Sell? I would. You know, I think back to the is doing good. God, now remember yesterday, PayPal really did take a big shot at a firm. Not, not, you know, not, not going to firm, but they are doing this, a similar business. Uh, but I think a firm is an excellent democratizer. And I think Max, Max Lepchin is a very good man, and you will do well with that stock. I need to go to Anthony in Illinois, please. Anthony. Hey, how you doing? Kramer, love the show and appreciate all the insight you give oh, us. Oh, thank you, buddy. Today. Thank you. Uh, real quick, we're just calling about GE. Well, I read their annual report today, and it was really quite good. And they are playing a lot of offense now, much more than they used to. And I'm a big believer in their win division. I didn't believe it before. But, again, you need to have travel. And if you get travel, you get orders from Boeing. If you get orders from Boeing, then GE goes to 15. I am a big, huge supporter of Larry Culp's efforts. He's cleaned up the balance sheet. I think you want to own the stock. Let's go to Brittany in Maryland. Brittany. Booyah, Jim. Booyah, Thank Brittany. you for all your guidance. Um, as a 29-year-old and Action Alerts member, I took oh, your recommendation. Yes, um, I took your recommendation on AdVee. Uh, the stock has struggled over the last week, even though it beat earnings expectations. Would you recommend adding to my position? Yes, here? I would. And it's interesting. One of the reasons why it's stalled here, frankly, is that Botox is a very big part of its business. And people aren't going, you know, using Botox cosmetically as much as they'd like right now because of the pandemic. But I think it's very good. I think that their, their migraine franchise is amazing. And the drugs that are replacing your mirror are on target. AbbVie is a very inexpensive stock at eight times earnings. And you know that because you're a member of the ActionAlertsPlus.com club. And I think you can buy AbbVie with that 5% yield and feel very good. It's a bargain. I need to go to Sammy in Louisiana. Sammy. Booyah, Jim. Yeah, you got him, Sammy. What's up? Well, Jim, our birthdays may have come and gone, but I hope you had a happy birthday as well as I did. Oh, it's very good. We had Joe Stone Crabs. I had Beeps and Hales over. It was fantastic. What's going on with you? I ate out at a friend of mine with Olive, at Olive Garden. All right. We, we, we went to eat at Olive Garden. Oh, I love the garden. I love you the do? garden. No, oh, my, my daughter and I love the garden. I wish they didn't put those things in the table. I honestly, because it's I feel like it's a barrier between my daughter. But it's still oh, real I good. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's a barrier. Anyway, I, I, I don't want that. I want to just look at my daughter and have my salad. So go ahead. What's yeah. up? I know what you mean, because I like looking at Harry Townsend when I was eating my salad. <laughs> anyway, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the stock AT&T? Uh, you know, you're reaching for yield there. You want that 7%, but you end up paying for it with no peace of mind. I don't think AT&T offers any peace of mind, so I'm going to have to say no to that one. And Olive Garden, I understand why you want to do that stuff, but it's not fun. We just want to look at each other and have our salads, okay? Let's go to Bud in Ohio. Bud. Booyah, Ski Daddy. This is your longtime fan, Bud, in beautiful Akron, Ohio, hoping your back is feeling better. Oh, thank you for saying it. A long day today for me, but uh, it, 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 it's coming around. Let's put it that way. It's on the mend. Thank you. How can I help? 
Well, I'm, I'm celebrating joining you in the vaccine club. I got my first jab today. You're right. It's liberating. It, my, my mind feels very different ever since I got my second jab. And by the way, it's Moderna and I'm on day two. And so far, you know, knock wood, it's been OK. What's going on? Excellent. Yep. That's my that's my brand, too. Uh, listen, uh, this probably would have been a better uh, question for yesterday, but I'm wondering if, given its meteoric rise, it's time to consider trading around a core position in NVIDIA. You know, it's funny. I was speaking to Jeff Marks earlier today, and, you know, Jeff runs the uh, actual horse with me along with FEMA, and we were saying, do you have to take some problem? You know, this, this morning, we have these companies coming out and saying they don't want NVIDIA to merge with ARM. Look, I think if NVIDIA gets ARM, stock goes higher. If they don't, it gets higher. Why? Because NVIDIA is maybe the crown jewel, the crown jewel semiconductor company in the world who does not want to own the stock of NVIDIA. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the lightning round. The lightning round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, are social media users pivoting to civility? Kramer explains how being nice could also be good for your portfolio. Next. has a sign in the refrigerator that says, be nice or leave. I smile every time I see it because for much of my life, I was a bit of a rough around the edges gentleman brawler to put the best possible spin on it. But for years now, I've been chilling my way toward nice. I bring this up because consumers increasingly have the same attitude about the internet. They like it gentle. They like it safe. They like it nice. Which means that how advertisers will increasingly spend their money is determined by that. See, and sooner or later, what those advertisers do will affect the stock market in your portfolio. Yesterday, we learned that Microsoft might be courting Pinterest. That's that kind of gentler social media platform for hobbyist enthusiasts. Perhaps uh, maybe after it failed to buy TikTok late last summer. It makes sense, right? Pinterest would let them kill two birds with one stone. They can pry a cloud customer away from Amazon Web Services, because that's, that's who Pinterest uses. And then they'd also get a ton of valuable consumer data. Pinterest stock has been a rocket ship ever since the TikTok deal failed, surging from $34 to $84, where it trades at more than 20 times sales, making it one of the most expensive stocks in this entire stock market. Less than two years ago, this was a $10 billion company. It's now a $53 billion company. Now, I like the Microsoft to buy Pinterest storyline, even as I find it hard to believe that CEO Ben Silberman would sell. More importantly, though, Silberman's pers- he actually really does personify the be nice or leave attitude that's sweeping the nation. And among, that's one of the many reasons why I like him so much. Right now, the whole country, the whole world is moving toward a kinder, gentler Internet, thank heavens. We've gone through a horror show of a moment in America. Just watching those videos from the Capitol riot, it feels violent to me. The reaction? Well, people are migrating to the sites that create a sense of community. It's not just Pinterest. TikTok's on the sweeter end of the spectrum, too. And that's something Walmart would like to have. They have a big Anna's meeting next week. So would the advertisers. Or how about Twitter? When they banned Trump, a lot of us thought that they would, it would cost them some money. But ever since the crackdown on their more inflammatory users, the stock has worked higher, not going lower. At the end of the day, Twitter's about interaction, not incitement. Relying on a conversation is a better business model than relying on arguments and rage clicks. That's what people want now. I know I sure try to give it to them, and I didn't get my 1.5 million followers by screaming and yelling at everybody. It's okay to say nice things and be gracious. It was incredibly telling that another sweeter site, Snap, saw a decline in ads around the time of the failed putsch because traditional consumer product companies pulled in their horns. Be nice or we leave, I guess you could say. Snap snapped back the moment the failed rebellion was in the rearview mirror. 
Right now, when I talk about these social media sites getting more friendly, the big outlier is Facebook. See, they want lighter moderation there, but that means you end up with some really ugly stuff. I like Facebook's small, medium-sized business initiatives. I've made no secret about that. They're the real deal. I think Zuckerberg's, I think, I think Zuckerberg's really, I think he's a great businessman. All right, let's, let's give him that. At the same time, though, the lack of moderation is costing the trust of many. And earning that trust back could be difficult, if not daunting. Wall Street increasingly understands that this is a be nice or leave moment. So advertisers won't pay as much for the users of Facebook as they will for the users of Pinterest. Spend your money on Pinterest, your ads might appear next to what? An ugly quilt square? Spend your money on Facebook. There's a real risk of advertising next to the blood sport of contemporary politics. These days, that's a good enough reason for the food, drug, cosmetic, restaurant, and beverage advertisers, the big money guys, to pivot to the kinder, gentler Internet. Same goes for the travel and leisure ads. They are about to come back in a big way, and I think they're going to go to kinder and gentler. Keep in mind, sometimes the stock market can be an incredibly astute judge of the actual world, not just its prices, but the world. And the fact that buyers would rather pay 21 times sales for Pinterest than 24 times earnings for Facebook pretty much tells you all you need to know about this moment. I like to say there's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise you I'll find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you next time. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.